Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. And there we go. We're both recording. We are both recording. I just have to quickly say, have you noticed you're free? <laughs> you <Your> F yet? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> just, just leave me alone. Thank you. Can you put that in the podcast? <laughs> yes. Well, we're recording now, so it's going to have to be, isn't it? <laughs> so, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran, and as I usually say, this is the show that's here to give you some tips and resources that you can use for your dating and your sexual life. Now, the person who you just heard teasing me is my good friend Samantha. She is a woman from Australia, and we've been having a few conversations lately about the differences that men and women go through as it relates to dating. So she's here today to give us the absolutely unbiased, blunt, honest opinion about women, their experience in the dating scene, and what they really think of us men. So, hello Sam. Hello. And yes, I will give you all of my insights, all of my experience. No question is off limits. Pretty much. Pretty much. Close. (laughs) Almost. You know something, I've spoken to you so many times. Like we've clocked up hours and hours and hours of conversation. Literally, yeah. Like literally, but I'm actually nervous now. Why? I don't know why. (laughs) I actually don't know. (laughs) But anyway, so in our Game Global Facebook group, I put out a message saying that we were going to be speaking today and we got absolutely tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of questions. So yeah, let's, let's just go. The first question is... This is the first question. Do you prefer to be approached via social media as opposed to real life? Oh. Oh. I don't think I have a preference. No, I would say I do prefer in person because it doesn't really happen anymore. So if you're able to meet someone in person, you're meeting them, you know, straight away. So when you're communicating on the phone, you already have a sense for them. Whereas... You know, you might get little hits of dopamine when you're seeing someone slide in your DM, but you still don't really know them. So do you even really want to pursue them? Are they a creep? You know, you never know. But the rule of thumb is, I think, if someone's attracted to someone, either way is fine. But I do encourage men and women to re-engage in the real world because we're seeing that die out. And I think that's a real shame. Hold on, so are you saying then that men almost never approach you in the real world now? It's all on Literally. Literally. Like, if I were to think back to my early 20s or even, you know, late teens, you're meeting people all the time. Friendship circles, everyone's social. You've got a phone, sure, but it's just for texting. I don't even think Messenger was a thing then. And then the more and more social media has increased the less and less social interaction has increased. And if I was to go out pre-COVID, I would maybe get approached once a whole night, often not at all. And I would consider myself reasonably attractive. You know what? You're actually making a very good point because we're both kind of from the same generation-ish. 
I remember when I was a little bit younger, it was really common to speak to a woman on the phone. Just common as all hell. Like yeah. when I was about 16, 17, 18, all of the cool guys I knew who I wanted to be like, they'd be like laying on bed talking to girls for hours at a time. And I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. <laughs> yeah. But most of the guys listening to this almost never, ever, ever have conversations on the phone. It's like, it's like this mind-blowing thing that you can actually sit and talk to somebody on the phone. It's all like instant messaging. I really encourage it. I really encourage it. I think, I think the lockdown has presented more opportunities for that to be practical. You know, like, you know, all of the social apps, I mean, sorry, the dating apps have encouraged it. And, you know, we haven't been able to go out on dates or whatever. So speaking on the phone or Zoom or whatever has been, you know, massively increased. But there's such a nice thing to just having someone there to have a conversation with without the pressure of necessarily going out on dates. And that can be a really good vet before you actually go and meet someone in person is to get on the phone. And I really encourage it. I think most people are open to it. We just aren't really doing it anymore. So we've kind of, we're not including it in our dating strategy or tips or the way we go about it. My thing is like, I like to get people off dating apps early within the first couple exchanges. If I've already got a good vibe for them, I'm only gonna match with people that I get a good sense for. I'm moving them to WhatsApp to encourage the voice memos, to encourage them to get on the phone to me. Of course, if I really want to get on the phone to them, I will, but you also like being pursued. Well, it's funny you said that you like to be pursued because that actually brings me on to the next question. So, ask her why most women never approach men. This is a two-part question. So, firstly, why do most women never approach men? I would say... There's definitely a lineage of behavior. You know, it's kind of what's done in a sense, but also the feminine wants to be approached. We don't want to be in our masculine because that isn't as natural for us. So for us to get into a state where we're approaching someone, it's like if you get them at the bar or you're somewhere, it's easy to strike up a casual conversation, different story. But to actually be the bold one going up and going and approaching by of course we can but it just doesn't feel quite as natural to us i would say at least from me and my friend's experience that would be our truth i i hear you so part two of this question is why then do some women enjoy blowing out men who sum up the courage to approach i really feel for guys that that happens too because i think it's really unjust and unfair but i think possibly being on the female's perspective like that side sometimes you're actually really in an important conversation or you don't feel like having anyone come into your space so it's like yeah guys we want you to approach us but here is the conditions on when and how to do it i know that that we're complicated creatures but also, this this is the truth. This is the sort of stuff you want to hear. And this isn't really the nicest. And this goes for men and women. But if you're not attracted to someone, you're not attracted to them. And you don't really want to be interrupted by them. So what guys would say is they don't know whether or not you're attracted to them until they walk up to you. But yeah. then they walk up to you, which they're terrified to do, mind you. 
Like if they're at a bar, they've probably downed two glasses of Jack Daniels to get the courage to do so. Yeah. They're trying to perk themselves up. Then when they walk over, it's, uh, you're not attractive, go away, fuck off, etc. Yeah. And then they walk away feeling crushed. So what a lot of guys would say, like these guys were listening, they would basically say that you're in a very privileged position because you get to sit back and wait for guys to come to you. The truth is that the vast majority of men listening to this, and I actually think most men in the world, to be honest, would actually just love to be in a position where they didn't have to do the work to meet women and where women would come to them. Mm -hmm. Look at any kind of porn that's made for men. You notice the woman just throws herself on him. You never get porn made for men where the men, the man had to do any work to make it happen. It just sort of happened. They need to do something about that. <laughs> You know how I feel about porn, though, and the issues I have with it. <laughs> Fair enough, but it's a male fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what they're fantasizing about. It's like, oh my god, could you imagine if you didn't have to do any work to meet beautiful women and they just would look at you and want you? Oh my god. In the same way that she's like quivering and she's like fucking squirting because he's just put it in. Like, exactly. come on now, come, dudes. That doesn't doesn't. That's not real. We know. <laughs> So why, why do men then, here's some more real talk, why did they then show up in the bedroom like that is real? They need to learn the difference between fantasy and reality and stop acting <laughs> like... Well, you know what? I haven't, had se I haven't had sex with shit. many men, so I'm with you. But <laughs> what, I will, what I would imagine is this, right? The thing is this. Women often don't say specifically what they want it's like some will some will and i've been quite fortunate in that like most of the women i've well i've had at least the ones i've had relationships with it's if i'm doing something i don't care for they'll let you you know but for the most part you're a man you're doing your thing right and you you kind of you just have to hope that you're doing the right thing because you're not really getting feedback it's like if you're doing great you're getting moans and if you're not doing great you're getting moans <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> it's like, yeah if there's something about this that you're not really feeling well just let me know let a brother know you know <laughs> <laughs> but there's also some common sense in the bedroom too i mean I'm, i mean i'm with you i mean we're off topic we're <laughs> This is what we do. This is exactly, what, but this is what the people wanted, though. <laughs> like, and this is this is exactly how our conversations on the phone would go. Yeah, to anyone who's listening, Sam's actually one of the closest people to me in the world. Just so you know, it's true, as you are for me. What is it that girls hate about men to the point where they feel literally, not metaphorically, nauseated in the stomach, feel pity and embarrassed about them? Firstly, I want to send love to this person. <laughs> Well, hold on. I'm going to get his name. It. I'm going to get his name. Hold on. His name was Koshos. I think he's Greek. I mean, oh, I don't really have anything to any degree except for like the lack of personal hygiene, which you would think is common sense. But there's nothing about men in particular other than things that are horrible, like obviously violence and abuse. But there's nothing I would put into that category. I don't think any. I don't think that low of anybody. And I really hope that this gentleman doesn't feel that way about himself. Yeah, I would hope so too. If I'm gonna be honest, this question implies that maybe he feels that women look at men that way. Or... Yeah. Okay. Can I just quickly say something from a coaching perspective? There, then I would invite 
him to really look at where he's directing his attention and who is within his circle and the types of women that he has around him and look at himself from a higher place of value because he deserves to. And he's actually very um, excited about this episode as well. He messaged me yesterday to say, when are you interviewing Sam? I really want to hear it. So, Well, here we are. Here we are. So now, Samantha, next question. Mm -hmm. Would you go on an instant date with a man who approached you on the street? An instant date is when you approach a woman and then take her out on a date there and then. Um... I love some spontaneity, for sure. And if it was someone I was quite interested in, then, yeah. I mean, look, it depends what I'm doing. If I'm, like, on a mission and I've got to get home to clients or, like, work or something, then I'm sorry. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. But if I'm just kind of, like, wandering around with no real agenda and just passing the time doing stuff that I'm enjoying then yeah, I probably would. Yeah, so to anyone who is listening, you'd be surprised how often you can have things like that happen. I've had many an instant date with women I've met on the street and it's the kind of thing that seems like this magical kind of fantasy. Oh, by the way, Sam, just so you you know as well. So an instant date for men in this kind of scene, this is like, you're so amazing if you can pull it off because you not only, not only have you walked up to a woman on the street, not only has she liked you, not only has she maybe agreed to give you a number, but you're actually going on a date with her as well. And it just seems like something that most men could never, ever, 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 ever have happen for themselves, but it really can. In fact, you'll be surprised the kind of things that can happen if you actually just have the courage to ask. Yeah. And I think so much can be said for right timing, right people, right environment. You know, if the two people are, you know, at a mutually, you know, a place that is both um, entertaining for both of them, you know, so they're already in a nice vibe, they're in their environment that they like, then sure, they might want to extend that to a bar, a cafe, a restaurant, whatever, around the corner. But I would suggest that you make it something that's light and easy. It's an easy yes for her. And it's an extension of the environment that you're already in. Don't be trying to take her to like some restaurant near your house so you can get her home. Somewhere that she's got an adventure. You know, if it's just like something close by that's cool that you both seem to be into, like, I don't know, like art or sport or something, then yeah, I think that that can be a really great option. And that would be a fun story for any woman or girl to be talking to her friends about as well. Slight tangent right so firstly samantha firstly that's the kind of stuff that i tell men to do so maybe you should consider getting into men's dating coaching maybe you clearly have the right instincts for it number one number two well bring me in mate (laughs) anyway keep going (laughs) you know i feel very passionate about this subject i was talking to a woman a couple of years ago And I told her about a time when I was in London and I approached some woman on the street and we got to talking and we ended up spending two days together immediately. So it's like, I approached her, I don't remember what I said, but I was like, let's go for a walk. And she was like, yeah, let's go. So then me and her went for a walk and we just travelled around central London and it turned into me and her spending two days amazing days together was that the tourist chick she was a she was a dancer she was yeah. there on holiday yeah and yeah, she was yeah, leaving she was or da- something yeah 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 that's right mm. 
And then I told a female friend about that a couple of years later and she said, oh, my God, why does that stuff like that not ever happen to me? And I said, because when men approach you on the street, you just get rid of them. If you were to maybe say yes to one or two of these men, you might actually have a, you might have stories like that to tell. But yeah, something actually that a lot of men don't realize is so a lot of men have this belief that women are holding all of the cards and that he's like i'm a woman you approach me if i accept you yes if not i'm just going to discard you and whatever i wish well we can I get wish into that it. was the case but what i will say as well i think there's a degree of truth to that but what i will say is this i will argue that point keep going okay so let's have our <laughs> argument but my friend who Would this be our first fight it'd be but like our third fight i don't know if it'd be the first okay. one <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so my friend who said why does stuff like that never happen to me blatantly the men who have approached her in the street there clearly must have been because she was very pretty as well there must have been at least say four or five who if she'd have said yes she would have had some amazing experience whether that that was blissful sex or a great adventure they traveled or they did whatever so by her actually just reflexively saying no she's not just rejecting the guy she's actually hurting herself because she's lost out on the potential experience like they both lose like they both do. yeah huh. and that's something that a lot of men don't actually realize it comes back to yes that's absolutely true and some people are more open to experiences than other others what i find for me personally is well that hasn't happened for a couple of years it did used to happen you know and i Do you have, have a resting bitch turned, face now maybe or maybe i'm just old i don't know people don't know how to talk in person anymore anyways i have honestly declined pretty much every guy that's approached me in person in the street and i like to do so politely but if you're not attracted you're not attracted and that's that's me because physical attraction is important as i get older it becomes less important and other qualities are far more important but some people are yes closed off to new experiences and they don't want to be vulnerable and it's all a bit awkward for them because they're a little bit awkward within themselves other people you know attraction physical attraction is super important for them and if it's not there it's not there and then other people are more go with the flow see what happens you know a bit more easy breezy so women are different and there's different qualities that you know we're all looking for you could probably put us in a few categories so i guess maybe you know if you wanted to explore this topic more you could explore the women who are more open to those and helping identify their kind of characteristics and thinking i mean and, and you could probably get quick at identifying that it's like oh yeah she looks more open happy chatty and that girl looks like she'd maybe shut me down <laughs> i don't know see there's a degree of truth in what you're saying but i'm gonna say something which i know you're not really gonna care for but still here we go try me it's kind of like this while there are obviously different women are different etc etc and there's some women are naturally going to be more open etc there's a way of being able of approaching a woman so that you're going to let's say convert the largest percentage of women like there's ways to actually do this stuff properly 
there's ways to stop them in the streets so that they actually pay attention to you there's ways to speak to them so that they realize that you're not a weird psychopath there's ways to let them know you're not going to be there for that long so that they feel relaxed there's ways to convey information about who you are so that they're actively intrigued and want to know more there's ways to suggest going on the instant date so that they actually want to go rather than think actually no i'm gonna do x y and z the whole like area of approaching a woman on the street is actually kind of a science yeah i'm sure a science that men like my good friend joe elvin have kind of got down to a t it's kind of the two things it isn't actually just down to the woman in particular yep 100 percent. and i can see absolutely how all of that would be helpful to a degree it's it's going to be helpful but if someone's not physically interested or they're not interested or whatever they're not going to be and those that are possibly on the fence, if you think of it as a spectrum and you know, you've got your hard no, she's going to be a hard no regardless. And you might not be able to tell, but within her, for whatever reason, she's just a no. And then there's other people that are a little more open, some that are really open and they're, yeah, I was going to say target. It's not the right word. That's the terminology a lot of people use anyways. <laughs> you know, it's all good. How you come across in the actual approach in terms of your body language, your eye contact, your vocal tonality, the things that you say, whether or not you look you like you dress like crap, all of that sort of stuff. But then there's also the specific woman in particular as well. For instance, are you her type? For instance, I know that you happen to have a certain type of man. And I happen to know that mm-hmm. if that certain type of man approached you, part of you would go hmm let me just give this guy a second or two to hear what he's got to say however if you were approached by a man who i don't know had long hair you know and looked like a hippie you probably <laughs> yeah <laughs> you would be less apt to give that man the time of day so these two things do come into play but the next question for you samantha is in the first 30 seconds when you meet a man for the first time what makes a big impression to you the guy said subconsciously but you don't know what makes a subconscious impression anyway what makes a big impression to you looks status fashion charisma voice anything else the least important is status um for me the most important is a man who is truly confident and I don't mean overconfident to me that's a big turnoff um, but someone who's confident in who they are and what they do in the world they've created a life that makes them feel deserving happy worthy and he's living his purpose that's the most attractive thing to me someone who is not needing me for anything you know it's like here let's have a conversation we're meeting at a bar or you know whatever who you know he's not like thinking about the next step or the next step like i've got to do this and i've got to like i want her in bed like i don't want someone who's desperate coming up to me like if you want to come and have a chat and let's have a conversation and like there's no um true end goal at least i can't perceive it that's what's most attractive to me someone has to look good for who they are i don't need someone to be a model or any of that but just dress in a way that is you know a reflection of who you are you feel good in what you're wearing um i think that plays a big part thank you mercy buku so another question if a girl ghosts a guy is asking her to meet up like a week later is that annoying behavior and needy or is that okay 
it depends, I think, on the type of connection or relationship you've had prior to the ghosting. Because the ghosting may be just randomly out of character. You know, her dad or uncle's going into hospital or, you know, something and it explains it. But if it seems reflective behavior of, you know, how um, the relationship has been, whether that's just, you know, Tinder or Instagram communication, then find a new contact. There's something I'm actually reading into this question, which is that, and you probably don't really realize this, but see, women tend to get bombarded by men with messages. So I'm pretty sure. Really? We don't. Really? We don't. We do not. I will show my DMs. I will show my my everything. Please, Sam. We absolutely do not that okay, is the hold on, hold on, biggest misconception hold on hold on hold on hold on i'll punch on about this hold on hold on so let's one thing we need to clarify because we've just said bombarded you and i might have different notions of what bombarded okay. means in a day how many unsolicited messages do you get across the board facebook instagram snapchat if you're on it probably not i don't know whatsapp anywhere else where you're just doing your thing and then some guy said hey what's up we would really have to expand it out to how many a month and that would be like two you get two if messages it, if a it's month. someone who's not that i'm not already like engaging in months long of conversation because we are all in lockdown and no one's meeting anyone yeah, like for it to be, I, I don't use Tinder anymore. I have Instagram. So this is these are the apps we're talking about. So I'll give you very specific. Um, I have Instagram. I have two accounts of Instagram. I have WhatsApp, but it's only people that I know who have my number. And that's all. Oh, and I have Hinge, but I'm logged out of it because there's too many notifications. So... Hold on. You just said you're logged out of Hinge because there's too many notifications. Yeah, but from Hinge, like, they're not... I have the message thing turned off. It's like, oh, now's a good time to go on. It's like, no, Hinge, I don't fucking care. Like, you have to pay to get rid of the push notifications. I'm not doing that. So I log out. Like, I actually sign out to I stop get, the I don't get loads of messages from Hinge. Me and my friends do. Maybe they target women. It's not because you got a oh, message. Oh, they do. They must Yeah, do. it's like advertising shit. It's they really annoying. Do. Yeah, because Hinge doesn't tell me anything. Hinge just tells me when someone's, you know, matched with me or whatever. Oh, nah, nah, nah. It's, yeah, it's annoying. So, Sam, just so we're clear, this is what you're, you're trying to tell me. You expect me to believe that over, okay, in WhatsApp, are you saying that the only people who have your number in WhatsApp are people who know you properly? For the most part, yeah. Like 95%, yes. How long have you had your current phone number? Um, since high school. Great. So, all of the men you've met since high school, you don't periodically have these men checking in on you on WhatsApp? Well, no, they wouldn't because it's my Indonesian number, is my WhatsApp. So, no. But they would all be on Instagram. However, I did a cull last week. I removed a bunch of people that I had slept with from following me and I unfollowed them. I did a clean up. But no, like pre then. Okay, let's talk pre then. Yes, please. I have one one guy who has been trying to hit it for like eight years. 
And the guy's years. got no fucking fuck. He's got no follow through because we're still going in the same roundabout for eight years. Eight years. Anyway. No, no, eight he, years. Well, yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Yes. He's not getting it. Clearly. Because Clearly. he has had opportunities and he hasn't followed through. So now I pulled the pin on that door is closed. I'm not wasting my uh, time. Okay, okay. But there's no one else. I'm actually having to think there's the occasional random that might be one a month. Sam, you're too pretty, right? I don't believe this. I don't. I will show you. The, okay, the next time it happens, I'm going to send you a screenshot and, you know and you we'll start what? logging this shit. None of the men listening to this believe this either. Just so we're clear. Like, I'm, I'm quite incredulous. There's no way. You, you tell me you get like two messages a month from men. Well, if I'm not in a constant conversation with them that's been going on for like months then yeah that's absolutely true the only thing that would be similar would be people liking me on hinge and i'm not matching back with them well yeah that is quite similar to be fair i've actually thought i've thought of two other people two other guys that are from my past not hooked up with either of them one i met on a european tour and then another one i met through a friend at the start of the year and yeah, not even kissed either of them, not been on dates or anything, just met them in circumstances. Every now and then, they'll like reply to a story on Instagram and then we have a nice, friendly chit-chat end. Like, that's that's all I honestly get. That is still more than what most men get, but I'm still kind of gobsmacked, flabbergasted, baffled. Oh, this is the truth. Suspicious. And- <laughs> Suspicious. I'm, I'm here telling the truth. I got nothing to gain from this, except for like a fun conversation and hopefully give your community some insight. I know you have nothing to gain. I'm aware. And if I didn't trust you as much as I do, I feel really bad saying I've got nothing to gain because I'm really enjoying the conversation. So I take that back. Yeah, you're spending time with me. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <doing. laughs> Been trying to get you on the phone all week. Yeah, you literally like, oh my god, I miss you, I ain't spoken to you for so long. And then you have the cheek to say you have nothing to gain from this conversation. (laughs) The cheek. Alright, so, listeners, I have to admit, I'm as suspicious as you, but that's a response, so we have to take it. Now, next one. I will send you screenshots. But, you know, it's a compliment to you that I don't believe that, though, because you're rather appealing to the eyes. I find it hard to believe you don't have men beating you down so to speak beating you down well you get my point i'm on private that might be why too of course that's why people need to find you <laughs> of course that's why sam jesus right, i'll go on private of, of no, course but my, that's my coaching my coaching profile is open yeah well i don't know i don't know about that there, there's something going on there there is something going on i'm shadow banned uh, <laughs> mm. someone wants your input on men and women dating others other people when you're not in a relationship i can speak to me and my friends we don't like it so i know that some people are in a phase of their life and i had been in these phases in my younger days where i didn't want to be you know tied down i didn't want to be just with one person i had just got out of a long-term relationship so i was you know single for a year that's gone on for nine years Mm. so (laughs) It's been a long year, guys. Um, But, yeah, for me and my friends, so where I'm almost 32, when they are 32, we are looking for something, you know, stable and mature and we want to settle down in the coming years. So I feel like for me personally, it's a block for me to be 
vulnerable to the degree that I want to be with someone who might just be going off and fucking someone else the next night. Like, that's not for me, and I know a lot of women it's not for, but I can't speak for everyone, and I'm sure there's some women in stages of their life that that's what they're looking for. What I will quickly, I want to add to that, on dating apps, if you're someone who's looking for something serious or you're looking for something casual, disclose it. Please disclose it because me and my friends, like if you want to know what girls talk about with dating, we'll be on the couch and if we're all just having a swipe because, you know, we're bored of the TV, whatever, we will say, oh, you know, this guy was cute, but he's looking for something casual and like good on him for being honest about it. So always, like, if you feel that it might decrease the amount of matches you get, at least you're going to get quality matches that are more likely to translate than to have. It's all about quality over quantity. We really appreciate it. I say that to men all the time, actually. In the Zoom call I did yesterday, I was talking about personality traits that are inherently attractive. And one of the ones I said was honesty. And an example I gave is that if you're not looking for something serious, say that you're not looking for something serious because, well, people really admire the honesty. And one of the issues that we as men have to deal with when it comes to dealing with women is the fact that women often think we're lying. And one of the reasons why women often think we're lying is because we often are actually lying. That's just the truth. Men tell a lot of lies. Women do too, but for the purposes of this, men tell lots of lies. And that then means that when you're speaking to women, well, she's naturally going to be sceptical. So if you can be honest about who you are and what you're about, that will be, well, stand you in good stead. Now, the next question for you, Samantha, is would you prefer... Oh, gosh, okay, it's an interesting one. Would you prefer a great face with a terrible body or a great body but a terrible face? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I like um, that. That was a very visceral... That was such a visceral reaction. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay, go on. I don't know. I would just prefer something in the middle. You know what? No, you, firstly, you need to choose. Secondly, I'll tell you... I'll give you my one. So, if it's long-term, like a wife, I would go for the great face and terrible body. If it's for one night, I would go for the great body and terrible face. Yeah, very good. You've summed it up. Mm-hmm. In fact, I ended up with a woman about six months ago. And I felt really bad about this because she came back to my place, right? And I really didn't like her face. And I noticed that I was just focusing on her body and like trying to avoid kissing her face. And I, I honestly felt really guilty because like I was kissing her neck and stuff. But I, it's like I was avoiding paying any attention to her face at all. And I was like, nah, nah, I actually can't do this. So I, 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 I sent her home and I didn't speak to her again. It, was, it, made, it made me feel bad about myself. It, it really made me feel bad. I, I actually felt guilty. You felt guilty sending her home or you felt guilty hooking up with her when you weren't obviously that attracted? Yeah, but you don't understand. Her body was incredible. Like, I did one. Look, the truth is this. Between me and you, her body was fantastic. I did want it. Like, I wanted it. I, I did, but at the same time, it was actually this kind of situation, but it's like her face you wasn't doing You just... I, 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 I You couldn't I just turn her over? Oh, God, I mean... You couldn't just get into doggy? <laughs> I guess. I guess I should have. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but... 
Well, that's why you would do. There you go. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. All right. You were integrity in your integrity, though, and I respect that. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm. Really... I have way more respect for that than you just bending her over. What is the hardest part about dating for women? Oh, okay. Speaking from a 31 year old's perspective, it really is the fear of it not happening, not having kids and, you know, not having that serious relationship. And I don't need to have marriage, but I do want to have a life partner. And I'm also open to the fact that that might end and you have other partners. I'm, you know, I'm okay with whatever the future of that holds. But now as a 31 year old going on 32, the hardest thing for me is my own fear around it not happening and this unconscious pressure in the back of my mind on dating. And it's a very real thing that women deal with. Can you describe that pressure on dating? What do you mean? Yeah. For me, in the back of my mind, my younger sister is 30, she's engaged, she's got two kids, she's been with her partner on and off for 15 years. They, they're good. So in my mind, I feel like being the older sister that I failed or my parents think less of me. They don't. They never say anything. But in my mind, I have this, it, I just would show up a bit differently for those conversations a little bit, like with my family, I mean, a little bit like a failure in a sense. So when I'm dating, it doesn't affect how I date, but it, it used to until I got really clear about it. And I've done a lot of work on myself to get much happier in the place that I'm in. But it does have you mentally speed up timelines or desires with men. It really happens. And I'm sure that will probably amplify the older I get. And hopefully, you know, I'm not single at 38 and really the clock's ticking. But you don't have as much time. It's a real thing. This isn't a question that someone sent in, but it's a question I'm going to ask. So mm -hmm. I know for a fact that 90 odd percent of the men who are listening, they basically believe that you as a woman, you have all of the choice in the world when it comes to dating, mm. all of the choice. And they would find it kind of hard to imagine that you would be unable to find a partner whenever you wanted because... Mm -hmm. When I was, my last relationship, we split up and it was kind of hard and my mm -hmm. confidence took a little bit of a hit and it took me a while to get back into the dating scene and to start being successful, etc. She just literally opened her legs to the first guy who, show, who she was interested in and that was it because mm -hmm. she didn't actually really have to do much she just some guy came up to her at the gym and was like hey how you doing and she's like oh my god here's my number so what is it then that makes it difficult for you as a 31 year old well as a woman in general to actually find a relationship because the assumption is, and I know you said that this isn't the case, but still, the assumption is that you have men coming up to you either in the real world or online and they say, hello, here's my penis. Hello, here's my penis. Hello, here's my penis. So the assumption is that all you need to do is just choose a penis and then you're good to go. It's not at all, at all like that. And my friends too, I'm not just going to speak purely for myself, but, you know, speak to my friends' experiences as well. You know, they're successful and they're attractive and they're, you know, they're not 
you know, like super top high in the corporate world, but they don't want to be, you know, they have good jobs, they hold it down and they have the same experiences of, we don't feel like we ever meet the types of men that we're looking for or that we're interested in or, and especially in Melbourne, it's like such a footy culture that it's really, it's like just hookup culture here. And I know that's not exclusively the experience, but you know, full transparency again, I've auditioned for Bachelor a few times. I was invited. <laughs> so I've been in, you know, the group auditions with 20, 30 women and they're all beautiful and they're all lovely women that all had the same kinds of stories. And I feel like maybe it's a, a Melbourne or an Australian culture. I can't speak to what it's like to live in other cities, but it's really hard i don't know if we're just outnumbered or whatever it is but we feel like it's really hard like my friend hasn't had sex for almost two years another friend hasn't for eight months and they're beautiful women but they're also not going to hook up with someone that they're not interested in at all they're not interested in hookup culture because they want more than that but there's just such a gap between, sure, you can go and find a fuck if you want. We don't want that. But that finding that person that is actually, A, wanting to meet someone, that's a rarity here, and B, who's actively pursuing that with our kinds of interests, it just feels really uncommon. Next question. And I know what you're going to say. And I think you're going to take great pleasure in answering this question. Do men, on the whole, satisfy women in the bedroom? Mm, some do. Some don't. The middle of the road is middle of the road. I would. It's safe to say that men are more satisfied than women. Yes. Okay, so I've got another question to add on to that. Mm -hmm. So going back to what I said earlier... Why do women not simply say what they want in the bedroom? Um, are we talking about women or people that are hooking up or in a relationship? Because it's quite different. All right, well, explain the differences. Okay, so if a woman is, and I'm speaking about, thinking about a friend here, is not satisfied sexually in a relationship, I would be putting that on her. It might be a biochemical thing, it might be um, a mental health thing, it might be a physical health thing, or she might just not be in touch with her body so she doesn't know how to communicate it or she feels too insecure to. If a woman is not sexually satisfied in hookup culture, you know, if she's having just random hookups and she's not sleeping with someone a couple of times at least, it's because it's not worth it you're probably not that into them anyway so you don't really care yeah hookup culture for women is far far less satisfying speaking generally again but yeah a woman not speaking up in a hookup isn't as reflective of her physical mental or emotional um health because if you don't feel comfortable to share your sexual needs or desires or pleasures with a boyfriend that's a concern for the relationship in my mind sex is incredibly important for me 
and I wouldn't be in any relationship. I would not marry someone who I wasn't sexually connected with. And it's like full stop, not happening. But I think many women do. That's the Yeah, and I, I feel bad for I them. I feel bad for them. By the time I was 14, 14 at the latest, I think 30, I had realized, quote unquote, that if I wasn't great in bed, I was pathetic. By that point, and literally 14, by that point, I had also realized that it was my job to give this woman the greatest time in the world in bed. And if I didn't do that, I was pathetic. And I remember overhearing, well, not even just overhearing, I'm part of conversations where some girls had sex with some boy and he put it in the wrong hole and she's laughing about him afterwards. But it's like at the time she didn't actually say anything to him. So he's put it in mm. the wrong hole and she's just let him thrust away in the wrong hole. <sighs> right. And then afterwards, rather than say, oh, by the way, wrong hole, she's actually just gossiped about him behind his back. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like you have to do everything perfectly. If you do it wrong, there's not going to be any kind of help or support or guidance or whatever. You know, you're just expected to just do it amazingly well. Well, I invite a guy to tune in to how a woman needs to feel to feel safe enough to do that. So... To do what? Sorry. So I think for the masculine to allow the woman, the feminine, to feel safe so she can relax, so she can use words to communicate and articulate, say, you know, I'm here, I want to please you, I'm here present with you, whatever, you know, is natural for you to say. But as that masculine, own that um, that strength in allowing the feminine in her most vulnerable moment to feel safe enough to share those things. I think that's really important. Yes, it's up to her to communicate, but if she doesn't feel safe to physically, emotionally, whatever... She's not going to. She's going to shut down. You see, I agree with what you're saying, but there is a, a discrepancy or whatever. The point is this. Everything that you're saying, I know to be true. However, the media bombards us with messages that would completely fly in the face of that. So according to fake the news. media... Hmm? I said fake news. But this is the world we live in. So according to the media... There's no reason why I would need as the man to allow you to to create some space for you to feel safe to tell me anything. You're a strong, powerful, independent young woman. You're just as every ability that men have, women have. In fact, even more so because apparently now girls are better than guys. Whatever men can do, women can do just as good, if not better, blah, blah, blah. Men are obsolete, Except et lift stuff. I don't want to lift stuff. There you go. Anyway, keep going. So what you're saying here, it kind of in, implies like a need for the man to almost look after you in some way. Mm, mm. But the men who are listening to this, we grow up being told that actually that's not even remotely necessary at all. And I wouldn't have even considered that when I was younger. So when I was younger, I it's like, Women are equal to men, equal to men, equal to men. Absolutely just the same as men, just the same as men, just the freaking same as men. If a woman once likes me, she's going to make a move because she's strong and she's got agency and etc. She's not a wallflower. She doesn't need any kind of pampering from me. Those are like the messages that I got. Well, mainstream media is shit. We know that. But I think there is a lot to be 
learned and understood about the masculine, feminine energy and dynamic. So maybe we do a podcast or we get someone, you know, an expert in that. But owning that masculine energy and space, yes, it's not up to you to be pampering her and like pandering to like try and get some kind of outcome, manipulating her emotions. It's just about holding it down, being strong, being (laughs) masculine enough not funny no I, I, that's not why i'm laughing i'm laughing at your why use of you the laughing? term because you remember before we started recording i said to you that your strength is that you're spiritual but not too spiritual so that you can actually still communicate with people who are let's say listen to drake and diddy and whatever you know what i mean and you were like oh you just have to hold it down hold it down that's not like a conscious spiritual kind of phrase at all in the same way i would say like I want someone to dick me down. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just amusing to hear you speak about, let's say, conscious esoteric principles while also <laughs> using <laughs> certain slang. Well, I'm being true to myself. There we go. But yes, I think it's really important for men and women to understand the masculine and feminine dynamic. So when you're in a primal circumstance, so that could be sex or it's about providing or it's about you know fear and you're in a situation where you need to just react that's when we're in our primal state so and you know it's easy to think primal like man like go gets food and comes home and just like fucks her in the cave it's really like in the modern sense it's about the woman being in the feminine so she can surrender into the moment she feels safe. Sure, you can still have like do all the fun positions, but that energy of her feeling like I could really give this man all of my attention because I don't have to be thinking about what's visiting her off for work or whatever. Like he makes me feel safe so I can truly surrender. And so that's about then him creating that space where she doesn't feel like she can't trust him. She feels like any decision or any step like she's giving consent you know and it's you don't have to find you know make that a big deal but just so she feels like yeah i'm agreeing to this yes i'm agreeing to this yes i'm like every stage of consent and yeah just tuning into learning how to read her body and her reactions and then acting accordingly not acting from what your mind tells you is the next right step she does this do that tune in with your energy and her energy and just see like okay she seems to be relaxing here go with the flow naturally go with the flow rather than thinking your way through it because you being in your head more is going to have her than thinking what's he thinking what's going on is there a camera like all these crazy things because that's genuinely what a woman thinks about is he filming me am i gonna not be able to say no because it's gonna be all awkward is he gonna have a condom like there's all these things going through our head. So if you can alleviate our mind going on all these other places, because our mind's going to then want to make us feel safe because you haven't made us feel safe. And then we're not going to be present. And then she's also not going to be as pleasured. Well said. So what was the next one? What differentiates a man that you would have sex with in a day versus the man you would have sex with in a month? There's some men who women will make weight for it and then there's some men who they'll just open their legs for immediately so where you're concerned what differentiates the two 
I would be more likely to put out early if I have fun with someone and I'm attracted to them, but I don't see them as a long-term potential. And then the guy who has to wait a month, I'm either <laughs> not I'm either not sure about him and I'm working it out. Look, honestly, I'm not waiting a month. But um, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not waiting that long, but... Um, wow. Someone has an appetite. Yeah. But I also don't want to be putting out on the first night anymore either. Try to avoid that. Do you believe every single girl is freaky and that they just hide it slash lie to not look slutty? No. Now we need to define what freaky is. We can have different impressions, imp- ideas of what a word means. So when he yeah. says freaky, what do you mean? Or what do you think that means? I was thinking pretty mainstream type of stuff. I wasn't thinking like kink and fetishes, BDSM. I was thinking more like sexually confident, willing to change it up a bit, play with some toys kind of thing. See, we would need to ask him what he meant because something Mm. I always say is that women want loads of sex, but they just... Not always true. No? No, absolutely not. I've got some friends who aren't that interested in sex who are in relationships, who really love their partner, but sex just isn't as important to them. And I have these conversations with them because I'm like, huh, really? But also, also, women, we have our own physical cycle, obviously our monthly cycle, which can really change our appetite as well. Like if you're getting, if you're having sex with a woman close to her period or she's just finished it, she's probably not going to be as freaky because her body isn't as open to sex whereas when she's ovulating fucking way more fun times for everyone so that's really important however however firstly i've never met a woman who i've only met one woman in my life who genuinely didn't really care much about sex and while i do while those people clearly do exist, like there's obviously some men out there who for one reason or another don't really want sex, you wouldn't mm-hmm. still agree that if you just take 100 women, just 100 mm-hmm. women grabbed at random, the vast majority of them have larger sex drives than they're socially allowed to admit. Yeah, um, it's hard for me to relate though because I don't feel like any of my friends would not feel confident enough to share how much they want sex or, you know, what their desires are. So at least they're the circles that I roll in. Of course, there's other circles that are more quote-unquote probably mainstream that might not be as confident to share that kind of stuff or, you know, religious circles. So I can't, you know, speak for everyone. But I definitely feel like my friends, while they might not assert themselves entirely with someone until they feel comfortable, of course, you have to build up the desire for a woman to, again, surrender into a man, whether that be playing around with, you know, experimenting and stuff like that, or just having more sex. Yeah, the more relaxed we are, the more comfortable we are, the more we're going to let go and the more we're going to then get turned on and want more sex. But I personally don't know anyone that's going to hide what their interests are. But I'm also in my 30s. Girls in their 20s probably would. They do say that women as a age will say become more sexually confident the final question for you miss samantha is how have your views on men changed as you've gotten older my views have changed to have way more compassion and understanding for men 
way more compassion. I see them now through a lens of they're, you know, a beautiful human that's just living their life rather than through the lens of how the last guy or the last few guys had hurt me. In my 20s, I certainly had more of that jaded kind of, well, that's too strong of a word, but you know what I mean? Like I had a lens of they're all fuck boys or whatever, whatever. But now I see them, everyone's just trying to get by in life, you know? And I think that, I think as you get older, you just get wiser and you see people for who they are and everyone's just trying to get by in life. Yeah, I've had a similar realisation about women as well. If I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a little kid, it's like me and women were like this. We were like two peas in a pot. Like whenever I was out, I was with my mum. There'd be some woman and she'd always like love me. Like, oh, he's so cute. And they'd be rubbing my hair and stuff. And I always like really had close relationships with women. Female best friends and all of that sort of stuff. Then it started to change when I hit my teenage years. And then all of a sudden, the women who used to fawn over me now started to ignore me or look like they were scared of me and didn't trust me. That was kind of hard for me to deal with when I was a teenager. It's like, hold on, it's still me. You would have loved me when I was younger. What the hell's wrong now? Yeah. If I'm going to be honest, I think that gave me a little bit of a resentment, especially with the what I perceived was the extra work that I had to do in order to meet them that they didn't seem to appreciate and that they weren't reciprocating. As I've gotten older, I have realised that, as you said, people are just actually people, like living their own lives, and everybody's trying to do the best that they can, and I've realised that everybody's scared. Mm -hmm. Everybody is scared, literally everybody. Exactly. Half the reason why... Say like, you know, the fuck boy you talk about who's just having sex with loads of women and he's just disregarding them. There's actually a reason why he's doing that because everybody wants human connection. There's a reason why he's too scared to connect with these women. It's yeah. down to some sort of fear. If you were to like rewind the clock back in that guy's life, you'd find something that happened. God knows whether it was with a man or with a woman. And it made him kind of emotionally, well, caged in a prison. And he still yeah. kind of wants connection from women, hence the sex. And he wants a validation and he needs to feel like he's a decent human being. But at the same time, he's terrified that if he lets a woman get in close and God knows what's going to happen. But then on the same flip side, it's like some woman who's, let's say you send a joke and he gets perceived negatively and then she just blocks you as a result. She's not blocking you because she's standing on high on top of this mountain and she's just crushing you like a peasant. She's genuinely scared that what she read means that you're some abusive, sadistic, horrible person and she's trying to protect herself from this perceived threat. Everybody's actually just scared. Perfectly said. Well, thank you, Samantha. Thank you. I felt like you just took a bow. I did, actually. <laughs> I actually did. I swear to God, I did. <laughs> this is how well I know you. So, yeah, thank you for coming. And I just want to say this again. Just anyone who's listening, Sam is one of the closest people to me on this planet. And it's absolutely lovely to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be a part of it. And I hope that I was able to bring some kind of insight. And I'm happy to go way more, like I hold nothing back, way more deeper. 
to be honest with you, I'm going to hazard a guess and say that people are going to be asking me to bring you back. I, I totally see that happening. Well, if they do, I'm happy to answer all kinds of questions, whatever you want to know. So that has been an episode of the Game Global podcast. I'm Kieran. This has been Sam. So we have the Game Academy, gameglobal.net forward slash academy. It is the step-by-step guide to everything that you need to know to boost your confidence and increase your dating and sexual success. Take it easy. We'll be back next week and goodbye.